Popcorn Boys, and we're coming in hot. We are coming at you live from Culver City, California. I am Kyle Jameson. With me is Daniel Trainer. Daniel, let's not mess around. Tell us this week's reason for the season. <laughs> My new catchphrase? Your new catchphrase, the reason for the season. The reason for the season, ladies and gentlemen, is that one of the most acclaimed illustrious, respected actresses of our generation was done dirty. Done dirty. By an institution that I hold very dear. Mm. An institution that I complain about almost daily. But last week... The The WWE? (laughs) Brock's back. (laughs) Uh, Last week, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences... Who put on the Oscars? Perhaps you've heard. Send out a tweet on a Friday afternoon, no less, right? Uh, midday. Midday. Okay. Well, afternoon for some is midday. It depends. Afternoon can be midday. Um, Send out a tweet that read. Here it is. Give us your pick for Amy Adams's most memorable performance. <laughs> Now, the reason that this is completely, completely deranged is the fact that my dear, sweet queen, Amy Adams, has been nominated for six Oscars and has won how many, Kyle? Zero. That is absolutely correct. The answer is zero. Now, this tweet went out on Amy's 47th birthday. And what a way to bring a lady down. (laughs) This was her happy birthday. Do you think it ruined her day like it ruined mine? Probably, yes. All right, so we are going to get real deep into the career, life, and times. Mostly life. Of one Amy Adams. But before we do, of course, you know it's time for the box office recap. What everyone's been waiting for. Pins and needles. Everybody wants to know what happened with Paw Patrol at the box office this weekend. And I'll tell you what, it did okay. It actually did do okay, yeah. Paw Patrol was a good boy. Paw Paw Patrol, the movie, uh, is now up over $15 million. It was second at the box office this weekend. Second second to what? Uh, I want to say Free Guy. <laughs> Free Guy, which is now up over $60 million. Uh, shockingly, Jungle Cruise has crossed the $90 million threshold. Mm, mm, mm. So we've got a race on our hands, folks. White male movie stars are alive and well, baby. Ryan Reynolds and... Ryan Reynolds and uh, John Krasinski. He's not even in it. <laughs> Listen, here's the thing. Ryan Reynolds is alive and well. Okay. And also, I, I, I am so thankful for Jungle Cruise. Well, uh, like Emily Blunt. Let's just talk about what she's done for me this summer. Blunt Hive stand up. Between A Quieter oh, yeah. Place and Jungle Cruise. Man, my girl, Emily Blunt, coming through. I mean, Thank you, girl. Love two, it. Love you, girl. Thank you. You're looking at like $250 million already. Between those two. I love it. God. Emily Blunt. Big summer for, for Blunt. It's a big Blunt summer. <laughs> uh, so the current standings, I, of course, am in the lead with over $709 million. Daniel creeping up, cutting into the lead. Ooh, here I come. $562 Ooh, million. here I come. Uh, once again, I have had many more movies released than Daniel. But, some, more, but the big yeah. ones are still to come, including, and we have to talk about it, Spider-Man No Way Home, whose trailer was just released this week to record-breaking numbers. 
But record-breaking numbers. Huge acclaim. Everyone's going to see it. People watch. All the projections are smash, smash hit. And it, you look, it was the number one pick in the draft. It should be a smash hit. Uh-huh. Correct. But, I mean, these are record-breaking but numbers. But people watching the trailer doesn't mean they liked it. People watch. Let me say that again. People watching the trailer doesn't mean they liked it. Let me tell you why it does. Because a lot of views are repeat views. No. Oh, no yeah. one's watched that twice. Everybody's Nobody's watched that twice. trailer Everyone's twice. Everyone's watching it twice. If you've watched a Spider-Man No Way Home trailer twice, you really have something deep going on in your life and you should be in therapy. Wow. Uh, the other big news this week that is not official yet but has been rumored to be out there, of course, is that Venom, colon, let there be carnage at the box office. The number nine overall pick in this year's draft yeah. might get pushed back again. It, last week we told you it was pushed to mid-October from September, and now it may be pushing this out of This is a movie that was supposed to come out when I was 16 years old, and, and now it is maybe not coming out until I am 33. Uh, wait, how old am I now? I am 33 now. So I'm 33? You're 33? Oh, my God. Wait. What year is it? How old am I? I'm 33. Isn't that so sad? I don't 33. know. 33. You're 36? Six. Not five, right? Six? Well, six comes after five, famously. Uh, yes, 36. Wow. But I mean, <laughs> in a weird feel, way, feel much does, younger than that. Doesn't feel 33 feel so young? Doesn't 33 feel older than 36? It kind of does. Do you have any yeah. thoughts on that? I think it does. I and mean, it's probably because you are so decrepit <laughs> and seem much older than youthful, energetic me. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. To be 33 again. I'm trying to run a mile every. I'm trying to run a mile every day for the year. That's something that. you said to me earlier. I said. did not say I was trying to run a mile every day for the year. I said I'm trying to average a mile per day for the whole year. So I want to run over this 365 miles thing. this year. It's different. I'm not All saying right. you're out there running a mile. Anyway, okay. We've got an good for you. Way to, way to, way to go. Oh, good for you running. So there's the box office recap. Um, I'm still in the lead by 150 million or so. That's not going to be lasting much longer. Let's get let's get to it. Yeah, I I think to start, I think it's it's important to preface this conversation with some historical significance, right? So, Amy Adams, we're going to be talking about six nominations, which is nothing to sneeze at, oh, obviously. Nothing at all. But to go 0 for 6 puts her in a high echelon here in terms of Academy Awards history. So let's talk about this. Wait, she, before we even talk about who, sure, uh, whether that, what kind of records that's breaking, only 25 people have been nominated more than six times. Wow. 25 people in the history of the Academy. Of, and that's wins, losses, history that's of the everywhere. Oscars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She is tied for 26th most nominations of all wow. time of any actor or actress. Wow. I mean, that's historic stuff. I mean, she's only 47. She wow. got her whole career we're ahead of her. Here. We're gonna be here. We're gonna be there tomorrow. Forty-seven. Do you think thirty-three feels older than forty-seven? No. In some ways, it does. But no. Forty-seven. Forty-seven is. Forty-seven is forty-seven. Do you think I'll make it to forty-seven? Let's hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so, without further ado, the six nominations that Amy Adams has acquired. acquired? Yeah. Been awarded with whatever. 
2006. Received. I would say received. 2006. Six? Or five? Well, we, we need. We, we don't need, need to have this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> it's the 2006 Oscars. But it's the, for the Awarding year. Awarding the 2005 movies. Yes, but if you're saying. To me. If you're talking about what year was she nominated, we're talking about the 06 Oscars. Except that when we're talking about the movies... But that's not the conversation. It goes by the year of the movies. We're talking about what year she was nominated. If if I say the 2020 Oscars, you're thinking of the 2019 movies? Yeah. It's just... But I think... Well, how do I say... Of course. I don't know. Well, so how would, so who, how would you, how would you describe this year's Oscars? The upcoming year or the past year? So this year, so Francis McDormand won the 2020 Oscar? Yeah, I think so. In my head, okay, so Titanic. Never seen The 97 Oscars. Never seen it. The 97 Oscars, (laughs) Titanic swept. Well, I, I don't. No. Even though technically the Oscars themselves were in 98. No, they swept the 98. O- but the Oscars stupid because happened we know the in movies, 98. But we know the movies by the year they what came out. What about the Super Bowl? Super Bowl, they do the whole Roman numeral thing. It's stupid. You go by the year of the season. This is actually a great example. You go by the year of the season, not the Reason year for the Super the season? Bowl was played in. You just... You just proved my point by accident. I said, no. I said, what about? I don't know. I was the, super, the, the NFL goes by... You know, the, the 20, like the Bucks are the 2020 NFL season Super Bowl champions. Which, you know, the Super Bowl not played that we need to get into it, but every single time I remember that Tom Brady won the Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I have to like, like center myself. <laughs> it's like, what? So weird. So crazy. He's won seven Super Bowls. That's seven. more Oscars than Amy Nut- Adams has been nominated for. Unbelievable. He's younger than Amy Adams. God, imagine. Uh, yeah. Anyway, okay. so the uh, Amy Adams has been nominated six times. Uh, five of those times have been in Best Supporting Actress, one time in Best Actress. The nominees are Junebug, 2005 movie, 2006 Oscars. Doubt in, uh, of course, the 2008 movie. The Fighter in 2010. The Master in 2012. Her first lead actress nomination for American Hustle in 2013. And, of course, 2019, uh, 2018's Vice, she's back in supporting. Yeah. So those are the six nominations. Yeah. Now, before we dive deep into those, let's run through just kind of Amy Adams' career. You know, not just talking the, the movies she's nominated for. What sure. else? What else has Amy been in? Well, I, w- I would just what, like, what I would just like to say Adams briefly, for? only one woman in Oscars history. Has been nominated and lost more times than Amy Adams. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And that is famously my dear, sweet Glenn Close. Oh, right. Of course. Who is 0 for 8. 0 for 8. She's tied with Thelma Ritter and Deborah Kerr, who both have six nominations and have never won. Uh, I don't think either of those two are getting any more. <laughs> Unlikely. Uh, Deborah Kerr. Uh, all, what's interesting... All of Deborah Kerr's nominations were in lead. All of Thelma Ritter's were in supporting. Wow. Isn't that fun? Is Deborah Kerr alive? You know, that is something you could look up. Look it up. And if not, could she get in? 
would we call her dead reporter? <laughs> Sorry, I laughed at my own joke. Would we I call did. her dead recur? Well, let's find out. Deborah Kerr is, wait for it, dead. Yes! <laughs> she died, uh, sadly, in 2007. How? Car crash? Well, she was 86, so I want to say peacefully. Let's see, though. 86? She had Parkinson's. That's sad. Oh. Well, well that doesn't sound real peaceful. Deborah Kerr, what, uh... Uh, the King she was and given I, an honorary Oscar in 1994. Well, maybe that's Amy's only hope. <laughs> From here to eternity, The King and I. Yeah. A few others. Heaven knows, Mr. Allison. We, you know, we love you, Dedra. <laughs> Isn't it so sad when you find, like, an old person and you're like, oh, like Deborah Kerr. Oh, she's 86. Like she lived a long life. She must have like you know died peacefully. Then you look, and it's like no, she was she was shot to death. <laughs> she <laughs> suffered immensely. <laughs> All right, so no Glenn closed eight nominations. No wins. Glenn is O for eight. And you know, famously, of course, like well, Glenn is obviously still out there getting nominated. Nominated last year for a movie starring Amy Adams. Will. Really? Hillbilly Elegy. Oh, right, right, right. You fool. I forgot that... I mean, I for, justifiably forgot that Glenn Close got nominated for that horrific Well, movie. she she danced at the Oscars. Oh, yeah, that's cool. She was twerking. She was twerking. She should win an Oscar for that. That was a good bit. Should you be able to win an Oscar for dancing at the Oscars? Yes. She saved the show. <laughs> so, Amy uh, has a pretty good chance of breaking that record. Wow. Well, she does. Well, uh, of course. I mean, she's ha- she's essentially half of Glenn's age. Right. right? Amy, Glenn is seventy four. Amy is forty seven. Well, I'm not going to do the math on that, but let's say half. I mean, you reverse the numbers, so that's half, right? Yeah. Is that right? Is that how that works? Yes. Yeah. Um, but Amy obviously has a career ahead of her. Not that Glenn doesn't. Here, here's the thing. I hate to spoil this. Does she? Ooh. Interesting. Well, we'll get into that later. Does she? All right, let's run through Amy's career uh, at the movies. Now, this is not every movie she's been in. I am not going to include something, uh, a delightful romp such as Sunshine Cleaning. You're not going to include it, and here he goes including it. Well. Here's the movies I'm not going to include. (laughs) Sunshine Cleaning. Whatever. Shut up. theaters, of course. It's on theaters, of course. 1999, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Now, you know this better than anybody. I could talk about Drop Dead Gorgeous for the rest of my life. I will not get into it. It's a perfect movie, an absolutely incredible comedy. Amy is perfect. And interesting that she doesn't do anything, really, of of note. She does some stuff, but of note, really, for the next three years. 2002, she gets Catch Me If You Can, Mm -hmm. where she plays the kind of innocent girlfriend of, of DiCaprio. Uh, she does a great job in that movie, by the way. She's she's very good in it. And then she basically doesn't get anything of note again for three more years until Junebug in 05. She gets nominated for Best Supporting Actress, and boom, we're on. Let's go. We're rolling out roles here. Uh, right around, right after that, she's she does a three-episode arc on The Office. Right. Forgot about that. 
where she I think she's literally credited as like hot girl, <laughs> but she's which she's like is like a salesperson who comes in the office and then yeah she's kind of like referred to as like yeah yeah she she goes on a date she like dates Jim for a little bit. Is the is the gag there that she sort of looks like Jenna Fisher? That's the, that's kind of thing. She's like she's like hot Pam. They like some of the other office. Okay, Pam no. is hot Pam. Of course, but some of the people in the office re- kind of make that got joke. It, got it. That she's like the hotter version of Pam. Got it. Uh, so she does the office. Remember that episode where they do the thing where they put the thing on their heads? Oh, the um, diversity training. Episode? Yes, yes, yes. Where they're they're holding their the. Uh, the cards say like black or something. Indian. Right. Yeah, that's a good time. That's a good episode. Yep. The Office. Good TV show. The Office. Oh, God. We don't have time for this. So, 2006, <laughs> Amy does Talladega Nights, where she plays the Will Ferrell love wow, interest. Oh, right. Forgot about that. 2007, she gets Enchanted, starring role in what turns out to be a massive Disney movie. Yeah. Uh, and she's really, you know, straight up the star of this movie. And great. She's great. Globe nominated, I think, probably. I believe that's correct. Uh, 2007, she also does Charlie Wilson's War in a supporting role. Mm. Kind of an underrated movie. Good rewatch. That's PCH, right? Yes. P- PCH. <laughs> <laughs> the Pacific Coast Highway actually has a major Phil role. Is in it. Yes. Um, he, he gives a killer performance. A frequent co-star of her. Tom Hanks is we'll the star of that one, it. obviously. Um, also did Catch Me If You Can with Tom Hanks. Right. Interesting. Go on. Uh, 2008, we get doubt. Mm. I have such doubts. I have such doubts. Uh, That's obviously her second nomination for supporting actress. Yeah, obviously. 2009, Julie and Julia. Yeah. She's with Meryl again. Back-to-back movies there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 2010, another nomination for The Fighter. 2011, she co-stars with Jason Segel in The Muppets. Oh, boy. Uh, 2012, she's in The Master alongside mm-hmm. PCH. <laughs> alongside the highway again. Uh, 2013, she dips her toes into the superhero waters where she plays Lois Lane in Man of Steel. Of course. Get that paycheck, Amy. Also in 2013, she does American Hustle, her yeah. one and only be- uh, lead actress nomination. That's correct. Uh, left out a few things, including, I think, one of the, Here we go again. the Batman, Superman, whatever, sequel... Oh, she's in like years. a handful of those. She's right? in a few of those. Yeah. yeah, I only wrote down Man of Steel. Uh, 2016 Arrival. Wow. Famously not nominated for. Wow. Also in 2016, a uh, personal favorite of ours, Nocturnal Animals. Wow. She does n- probably around 2017-ish. She does Sharp Objects. I believe it came out in 2018. Wow. The HBO miniseries. Uh, 2018 Vice. 2020 Hillbilly Elegy, which you mentioned. 2021 The Woman in the Window. Oh my God! And now upcoming, we have uh, 2020, late 2021. We have Dear Evan Hansen. Listen, it has been a tough post sharp. It's been a tough run. Yeah, not great. It's been tough for Amy. Well, uh, 2022 we have uh, Disenchanted. Disenchanted, of the course. The sequel to Enchanted. All right, so there are the kind of main movies that Amy is best known for. Yeah. That we all know and love. Now let's break down a little bit more in depth the Oscar years and the movies in which she is nominated for. Let's do it. Let's start in 2005. Junebug, 
Who was she up against? The 2006. Let's look at the, the 2006. The 2006 Oscars. Uh, all right, so here we go. 2006 Best Supporting Actress, Amy Adams, of course, nominated. Up against Catherine Keener for Capote, Frances McDormand, North Country, Michelle Williams, Brokeback Mountain, and your winner, Rachel Weiss for The Constant Gardener. The Constant Gardener, a movie I reviewed for my high school newspaper. Thank you. She just can't stop gardening. <laughs> she can't stop. You know, so this year, so here's where Amy was this year. Amy won the Critics' Choice Award. She won the Independent Spirit Award. She won a handful of Critics' Groups Awards. Nominated at SAG, but was not nominated for the Globe or at BAFTA for Junebug. Rachel Weiss, who eventually won the Oscar, won the Globe, won SAG. Nominated in lead at BAFTA that year. Oh, really? Which is interesting. And lost to... Last week's uh, aforementioned Reese Witherspoon for Walk mm. the Line. So, essentially, this was Rachel's Oscar to lose, and she didn't. Gotcha. Uh, suffice to say, however, that Amy Adams in Junebug is a revolutionary performance. Revolutionary? In my, in my opinion. Wow. She, in my estimation... Maybe I'm giving away too much here. This is, I want to say, far and away, my favorite Amy Adams performance. Wow. I think she is exceptional in this movie. Like, cannot take your eyes off of her in this movie. Junebug, it dips a little bit into sort of like caricature a little bit. There's something about it that's like... Look at these stupid Southern people, right. you know. And she's like, I mean, she essentially plays like the dumbest person in the world. Like she plays like a very naive, pregnant Southern woman who was like the sweetest girl you've ever met, but also feels like a girl who's never been outside. Um, <laughs> but she, I, I just, I, I could not love her more in this movie. Well, she certainly, I mean, this is the role that kind of explodes her yeah. career into, into yeah. what it's to become. Yeah. But interesting that she, she's playing the kind of naive character. And, and really, her only prominent roles before this are Drop Dead Gorgeous, where she's uh-huh. pretty ditzy. Yeah. And then Catch Me If You Can, where she's the naive Southern character yeah. in that as well. Yeah. And so it's kind of like the the kind of more expanded role of what she's done so far. Yes. And I... I read a little bit about her and how she was kind of worried about being kind of typecasted Interesting. as, as that type of character. And, and as you'll see, as we go forward, it was able to break out of that. Well, I mean, sort of as we move forward, her next Oscar nominee performance, she plays a nun. <laughs> so well, there you go. it might take a little bit. Yeah. She did. I, let's just get into doubt. I think so. So she loses the Oscar to Rachel Weisz. Uh, I'm not sure it's really particularly close to winning. So then we get to the 2009 Oscars. This is interesting. There, there's a couple caveats here. but So she is nominated, uh, loses to Penelope Cruz. Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Vicky Cristina Barcelona, if you will. 
Uh, then she loses to uh, also her co-star Viola Davis, who was nominated for Doubt, who was in the movie for five minutes. Wait, you said she loses to her. She was lo- nominated I'm sorry, alongside. I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. Yes, Viola Davis. Uh, Taraji P. Henson for The Curious Case of Benjamin Button and Marissa Tomei for The Wrestler. So what we have here is the start of a bit of a trend in Amy's career, in my opinion, where she's a part of this big acting ensemble and she just gets overshadowed and oftentimes like really swallowed up, I think, by her co-stars. And that's not an indictment on her performance necessarily. It's an indictment on the role, right? So she's in these movies where she just doesn't have the showiest performance of all time, right? So in Doubt, she's up against Viola Davis, who was in it for five minutes and gets nominated for an Oscar, but she is she is going for it for those five minutes, right? right? 100%. And then she's up against Meryl Streep, who's the lead of the movie. Who's who just, going for it the entire movie. And just has way more to do, right? So she's kind of like the female focus of the movie. And then you have Philip Seymour Hoffman, who is... Philip Seymour Hoffman. And both Meryl and Philip were both nominated. Yeah. Meryl in lead, Philip in supporting. Yeah. Um that that that's what I wrote down when I rewatched Doubt this week was this movie is like heavyweights. This is yeah. like Amy being thrown into the ring. In fact, the best scene in the movie, unquestionably, is the three of them together. Yes. Um and, and it's kind well, of Well, I yes, I think I agree. I do think that the Meryl Viola scene—that's a great scene. Is, fair. That's a fair retort as as a possibility as well. To me, the best scene was the kind of initial time that they confront Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, where they're accusing him of being in a of potentially sexually assaulting uh, one of the Catholic schoolboys. Yeah. Um. And I actually think Amy is great in this scene. I think she's great in the movie. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, the sh- she's not, you know, when you think of the Oscar clip of this movie, it's it's Meryl kind of like uh, kind of having a monologue or, or, or making these accusations towards Philip and him kind of defending himself. But Amy plays a very important part of this story and, and the scene in, in like lending it a little bit of because Meryl's character is so bombastic, Amy's character and performance kind of almost make the movie in an interesting way where, where well, she, she grounds it. That, that, sense, that, that's what right? I was looking for. Yes, exactly. And it, we're talking about her performance here. And I, th- I think as we will maybe a little bit sub, uh, moving forward, like as if she like she was still nominated for an Oscar right. for this movie, right? right? So she's getting recognized. People obviously are recognizing her talent, but it's just hard with a role like that. Nobody could have done any better. I don't think nobody could have done any more with it, I would argue, because she's the role calls for subtlety, right? So I think that And she's actually excellent with it. Yeah, she's and great. And in fact, I think I think the best compliment you can give her is that to me like I said that was the best scene in the movie there's kind of the climax of the movie a little bit later and it's Meryl and Philip Seymour Hoffman again but this time Amy Adams isn't in the scene right and that's where 
it it's just high, it's at a ten the entire time. But it, it the scene fell a little short for me. It just didn't quite work the way the previous one did, and sure. I don't know if that's because sure. it was missing that grounding presence. Um, yeah. But credit Maybe. credit to to Amy there for well. So just briefly, I mentioned this earlier. So this was a weird year for the best supporting actress category. So Amy, she's nominated at BAFTA. She's nominated for a Globe. She's nominated at SAG. Uh, but then this was the weird year where Kate Winslet, all season, had been nominated in supporting for the reader. Uh, so Kate Winslet this year wins the SAG and the Globe in supporting. But then at the Oscars, gets put in lead for the reader, where she wins in lead. So, essentially, this was Kate Winslet's season in the category. She gets bumped up. Penelope Cruz sort of wins and takes the Oscar. Uh, like Penelope Cruz won at BAFTA. She was nominated everywhere. But again, I think it's Amy's second consecutive Oscar nomination where happy to be nominated wasn't really in the running for the win. Right. And interestingly, she's kind of playing the naive character again mm-hmm. here, although this one, she stands up for herself sure. certainly to a point. And I guess she, she does that in other... Other roles where she is the naive character as well. Um, and she's coming off of Enchanted before she does this. So this is kind of, you know, she's potentially being typecast a little bit. Enchanted, she she's the star of the movie. Yeah. Although I guess that character is pretty naive as well, which is... <laughs> which oh, yeah. Which Maybe the most now. naive of all. Yeah. <laughs> she's playing the Disney princess. Yeah, but at least she she's like, nun. she's funny. It's a comedy, you know, like whatever. All right, so now we, we move on. She does Julie and Julia in 09. She's with Meryl again there, although they obviously never act together. Um, do you have any thoughts on Julia and Julia? It's been a while since I've seen it, Kyle, but I love it. <laughs> really? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I truly have not seen that movie in I think, uh, the, probably a decade. I think there might be a, a little bit of a, a belief out there that, like, People kind of fast forward through the Amy Adams scenes. Oh, to get sure. To, to, to get to, to Meryl. Meryl playing Julia Child. Sure. Anyway, those are my Julia and Julia thoughts. Okay, I've fair only enough. ever seen really watch it. bits and pieces. So finally, finally, next, yep. we get to The Fighter. We do. 2010. She's nominated again. Um, what is What does this category look like? So again, this gets into another interesting point where she is nominated against a co-star of her own, and this time the co-star wins, right? Melissa so this Leo, is Melissa yes. Leo who wins the Oscar for the fighter. Melissa Leo plays essentially her, not essentially, she plays her boyfriend's mom, Mark Wahlberg's right. mom, and the two of them sort of go head-to-head before they eventually sort of have this reconciliation where they sort of see eye-to-eye. So Melissa Leo, anyway, wins. Uh, the other nominees that year, Helen Bottom Carter for The King's Speech, uh, Haley Steinfeld for True Grit, and Jackie Weaver for Animal Kingdom. Kind of an odd category that year, but I think pretty solid. Yeah, Haley's only, what, like 12 years old, if that, during this? Right, so... So this is this is a year where we get back into what we were saying last time with uh, with doubt, where Amy, I would argue, again here is up against, and Amy's performance in the fighter is much more Oscary, if we will, than her performance in Doubt is, where right. she she has those scenes, she has those clips, right, where you're like, I could see this on the Oscars, hundred percent. She the, uh, 
she you know there's just much more of a uh there's less nuance with this character right she's right. showy she's she's sexy she's yeah showy's the word feisty yeah. she's yelling at people yeah she's sure. no longer the naive character being pushed to the side and seen she's going for it but again she runs up into a co-star who gets all of the acclaim who's also going for it who is going for it i did not realize how much melissa leo is going for it in the fighter till i rewatched it this past week so again this is this is a case where this was melissa leo's oscar and it was all season melissa leo and amy's also thrown into this this movie mix where mark Wahlberg is the lead of the movie yeah of course yeah uh, christian bale wins the oscar for best supporting actor christian bale is also going for oh, it with the capital g like and, and melissa leo is going like there's there's, yeah. there's just a lot happening here there's this is also, everybody going for it this is amy's first collaboration uh, or, or first work on a david o russell movie yeah which she repeats later on with american hustle yeah which we will discuss momentarily she's she's good in the fighter but again it's it, it's an interesting case of just she does manage to get swallowed up by her co-stars and it's not her fault. It's not it's not an indictment on her performance. It's just there's better material there, I think, for everybody else. And I think Melissa Leo just there's that sympathetic arc of like the mother and you know Amy Adams I think you know she's like the supportive girlfriend who we've seen a bunch and I think she's good in the movie but it's not at no point do you feel like you're watching an Oscar-winning performance. Well, the movie taking place in Massachusetts, outside of Boston, you know, I, I have to kind of support everyone. Oh now, I guess it won that category anyway, but, I mean. Where's Lowell? Lowell is in Massachusetts. <laughs> it is. Do you know these guys? Do you, like, live next door to Dickie? Oh, of course. Yeah, these, these are these are my people. Uh, Lowell is in kind of it's a little northwest of Boston. He's look he's looking at a map. Well, I don't For know. the record, he's looking at a map. I know Lowell, but I don't know exactly where it is. So I looked at the map. It's actually almost in New Hampshire. Um, New Hampshire. Yeah, it's kind of uh, the the route that you go if you if you if there's too much traffic going through Boston. You you take Route 128 around Boston. Ah, uh, yeah. And then uh, if you're doing that, you go about two thirds of the way Taking around, it around Boston. the harbor. And you, uh, you could kick off towards Lowell if you want. There. Do you see that photo of that woman throwing the lobster back in the water? Yes. Get her off the boat. Why? Put her in a chair. The electric chair? <laughs> yeah, for killing all those lobsters. She's not killing them. She's just tossing them back. What's the problem? Everyone's like, oh, what is it? Look at the, oh, she's 101. She's out on a boat. Get her off the boat. Okay. You have never witnessed the hard work of the lobster life. Okay, I watch Coda. That okay. woman is 24 years old. <laughs> <laughs> no, isn't she 101? No. I think she's 101. No, no, no. Look no. it up. <laughs> no, I'm not. This isn't a joke. I think she's 101. All right, how do I find this woman? Old lobster woman. Lobster. You know who might come up? Amy Adams. Photo. I think she's 101. Oh, God, if she's, like, 60, I'm going to be so embarrassed. Wait, look at the photos that came up. It's, like, the red lobster menu. (laughs) 
Hold on, I need to find this. I like how you look up old lobster woman. It was in the Boston Globe, wasn't it? Oh, she's 101. Thank you! Get her off the boat! This isn't a heartwarming story! She doesn't want to be there. Yes, she does. No, she doesn't know she's there. Just so everybody knows what we're talking about. There was this photo <laughs> that... It was in the Boston Globe originally, right? Or was it just like a... I think it was. But let's just say it was. It was in the Boston Globe of this like lobster fisher woman or whatever, th- like tossing a, a, a lobster off the boat that like wasn't right, so up when, to standards or whatever. If you've never been lobster fishing like I have... You know, every You've time. You've never been lobster fishing. Oh, I 100% fishing. have. Oh, my. What, are you going on a tour or I something? Have, no, 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 lobster been, boat tour? I have been out with a lobsterman. Who? Uh, it was actually when I was in middle school. My mom's. Boyfriend. Uh, one of my mom's students' father was a lobsterman. And, and wow. took my Let mom's me get whole, your autograph. My, took my mom's whole class out on the lobster boat. And I went as well. And we did a little day of lobster. Why were you in school? Lobstering. It was on the weekend. Oh, but anyway, they went out on the weekend. You, you pull out the you pull out the traps and you pull each lobster out and you measure them because you're only allowed to take the ones that are old enough, so the the younger ones can still reproduce and so you don't run oh, out of lobster. Oh wow! What a yeah. And so what the a photo sick, we're talking about is sick. I did not realize process. this woman was 101 years old. <laughs> She's 101. Get her off the boat. Some people. Like Kyle, their jobs. She doesn't know what's happening. That's that's false. I mean, she know clearly she knows what's happening. She's tossing the lobster off. I'm like going to jump ahead here in the podcast. Will this be the role that Amy Adams wins the Oscar Ooh, for? Ooh, I like playing that. this 101 year old lobster woman. Lobster fishing is is great. Lobster. There's, you know what? Do you know what is one of the most? Deplorable? When was the last time you ate a lobster? Mm, that's a really good question. I was probably like sixteen. How do you feel about lobster bakes when you take an alive lobster and just put it into boiling? I water? was literally about to bring this up. <laughs> one of the most depraved things in the world. You know, when you walk into like a seafood restaurant. Of course, I would never do that. But you walk into like and you have the like lobster, you know. Tank? Tank, thank you. Yeah. Let's say cage, because it is a cage. Actually. It's fun when you get you, it when is you're a at cage. the store, you can be like, oh, I want that one and that one. That's what I'm saying. That is so depraved. There's a I don't know if it still exists anymore, but there was a bar in Hollywood where they they have like a claw thing. It's one of those a claw. Yeah, one of those claw things. And you pay like a dollar for a chance at it, and it's in a lobster tank. And you try to you try to what? use the claw to grab the lobster, and if you successfully grab a lobster and pull it out with with the kind of mechanical claw, they'll cook it for you for free, and you get a you get a lobster dinner. But it's nearly impossible to do because even if you pick up the lobster with it, it starts flapping its tail and, and just gets falls out. And so it's it's the best idea ever at a bar because they just make tons of money from people trying to win the lobster and failing over and over again. What is happy wrong? endings? I think was the bar. What? Wait, happy endings. That. Oh no, I'm thinking of something else. What is wrong with people? What do you mean? That's that... a brilliant idea for a bar owner. They literally buy like three lobsters, put them in a tank. <sighs> lobsters love the tank. Life. I hope the East Coast falls into the ocean. What does that mean? 
exactly what it says. I hope the East Coast falls into the ocean. All right, so I Googled happy ending lobster. Uh-oh. I was looking, Uh-oh. Trying Uh-oh. To see if this, this was still a thing at the bar, and the story that comes up, 140-year-old lobster's tail has a happy ending. I don't know what it's even talking about, but apparently there was a 140-year-old lobster. You probably ate it. <laughs> anyway, this is, a, this is a real thing. Whatever. I, I, tr- I tried once. That's not interesting to me. Your story's fine. But the the idea of go, just and you get a bunch can I of can I bring something to win them? Can I say something? Dinner. Can I say something? Is seafood good? Yes. But is seafood good because there's this like idea that it's hard? No. Like the work, like any this sort. Is, they're like, oh, here's here's this some is rich cr- coming from a vegan who hasn't had seafood in 15 years. Here are no some crab. Like. Here's some crab legs. Uh, yeah, we're not going to open them for you. We're going to give you a. Th- we're going to give you a tool. And you got to open them. Do they only taste good because you had to do work? No, because you can get like sushi, which you don't have to work for. Never had. Never had sushi in my life. That's. We need to. No. We need to just Does an avocado roll count? <laughs> an avocado roll. Sushi. Absolutely no. terrible. No. Anyway. So the fighter. <laughs> so Amy Adams loses the Oscar uh, for the fighter to her co-star, Melissa Leo, who yeah, I'm sure was a lobster woman at some point in her life. I'm surprised she wasn't in the lobster. That hey. Movie. No lobster to be found there. So the fighter... Uh, Amy then does the Muppets, as mentioned. 2012, she does the Master. She sure does. Now, once again, ensemble cast. Yep. Everyone's going for it. Yep, including Philip Seymour Hoffman. Massive stars. Uh huh. Who also all get nominated. Yep. Amy kind of seems like an almost like a sh- throw-in nomination again. I agree. And hold on. We'll get to this because you texted me that you have thoughts about the master. Oh, yeah. We've never really talked about the master, which is weird. Right. So Amy uh Anne Hathaway wins the Oscar for Les Mis. I dreamed a dream of time gone by. Here's what I'll say. Keep if going. Amy Adams won the Oscar, she would knock it out there and be like it came true. Fuck you. Anne Hathaway's such a loser. What? Anne, I love Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway and Lame is. She's great. Woo! No, thank you. Go in for it. Sort of. They cut her hair. Oh, wow. She cu- Oh, she cut her hair. She's oh, my God. sobbing Actresses and singing to the camera. Actresses are so brave. Actresses are so brave. She cut her hair. I love Lame is. She cut her hair. It might be terrible. Give her the trophy. But I love she it. She cut her hair. Russell Crowe trying to sing in Les Mis oh is one of my favorite things in the world. I would go see Les Mis in theaters right now. And oh. I did see it in theaters, of course. Oh, so did I. Of course. It was great. Opening night. Les Mis also... Bad movie. Famously... Bad movie. Uh, by far the best musical ever made. Not the movie. I'm talking about the play. Oh, okay. That... That's uh, not debatable. Well, once again, you know more about musicals than me. Which, you know, you people took... are asking me, well, are you sure about him or not? Of the, like, ten best songs that have ever been in a musical, like, five of them are in Les Mis. Ten best songs in a musical. Can I name three? (laughs) 
Well, you already sang Dream a Dream, which is which is on the list. Memories from Cats. On the list. And probably the best would be uh Um I've heard it said that people come into our lives for a reason. What is that from Wicked? I don't know what you're singing. Oh, from Wicked? I Oh, for good from Wicked. Defying a, Gravity? No, Defying Gravity's for schmucks. When have we watched I've made you watch that YouTube. Perhaps I'll try Defying Gravity. I've made you watch. So you know what Defying Gravity, how they have to hit that note at the end? We go, oh, ah! <laughs> have I made you watch the... Wait, I if I have not about. made you watch this, this will be a whole episode. There's a YouTube clip that some absolute god put together of like every single person who has played Alphaba <laughs> doing that note. Oh, no. It is the funniest. Uh, uh, it is the best thing I've ever seen. Because some of them can't do it. Oh, no. Anyway. Uh, should Amy Adams play Alpha? Oh, but yeah. Obviously, movie? on my own. Obviously, okay. one day more. You know, for, these are songs from Les Mis. Just I don't know. I the pinnacle of musical theater. I don't know Les Mis. Sorry, we didn't do it in high school. And I pinnacle of musical theater. So she loses to uh, Anne Hathaway, who wins the Oscar. The other nominees that year. Another. It's just an odd year. Sally Field in Lincoln. Helen Hunt in the Sessions. And Jackie Weaver for Silver Linings Playbook. Where are the white women at? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Not this a year. Lot of diversity in the Amy, category this year. Amy happens across the board. She gets nominated everywhere, essentially. She's not nominated SAG, actually. So she 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 misses there. But again, this is this is Anne Hathaway's Oscar. She was winning everywhere. She was going to win. There's no doubt. Amy wasn't really close. What are your thoughts on the master? Briefly. Okay. Despite the fact that I agree that Amy, again, like, this isn't her movie. She I think gets... she's awesome in it, though. I love her in it. Is I that your thought? Great. Are those your no, thoughts? No, no, no. My okay. thoughts aren't aren't Amy exclusive. I, okay, I, I wrote down, a, here, this is me, I, I forget what I wrote down about the, the master. She doesn't really have much to do. It's subtle and nuanced and certainly doesn't feel like a winning performance. I agree. Subtle and nuanced, by the way, are not... I don't mean that negatively. Like, I think that's a good thing. You don't think she has a lot to do? No. I was actually shocked at how little she had to do in mm. The Master. Because yeah. I hadn't seen it in a while. Right. And a lot of it is, like, so overtly sexual... Yeah. ...that it's a little uncomfortable. Right. Anyway, what are your thoughts? So, The Master is one of those movies that is... This... We have to keep this brief. We, this could yeah, be... Yeah, this no. could be ours. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just warning myself. Yes, I agree. We we could have a whole episode about just if this we, movie. I don't know where you're going here. The master like kind of blows me away, but I don't really like it. That's insane. What do you mean? I could not believe how much I loved it watching it again. I think it's to a- the point where it was I was on the verge of tears the entire time because of how good I think it is. It's it's like it, it was almost like what like it's almost this like fragile piece of art that like 
every single frame of it is so perfect. Oh God, this is sounds no, so, This is the most pretentious comment I've ever heard. Actually, film film is art. <laughs> my my thing. All right, so the master. Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson might be my might be my favorite director. Oh. I think mm-hmm. he's made movies that are. Oh God, at least got some, I forgot another take I have. At least like three movies that I think are better than this. But the, it, this movie is like absolutely amazing, but I just kind of don't enjoy watching it. Oh, I love watching it. Like Joaquin, Fe- Joaquin Phoenix's – Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix's character is so just like off-putting. Oh, my God. I think he's incredible. He is so funny. No, he's not. Joaquin in this movie is so funny. Like, Philip Seymour Hoffman is so good. He's like... The scenes... Okay. One of the, mo- one of the most, like, we, I can't take I can't, my I'm eyes sorry. off him. We cannot do this episode about an actress and the... talk about actors this entire time. But go on. Were you, were you going to bring up the blinking scene? Kyle, you know me. Th- this... To me, it's like, oh my god, get over it. So pretentious. That scene is... It's truly remarkable. <laughs> it is truly Look, My whole remarkable. thing with this movie is that, like, it's... It's always on, like, towards the very, very top of, like, best movies of the millennium so far. And I that kind sort of, of rolled my eyes at that a little... Because I had only seen this... I had seen this twice before and not in a little while. I think I've seen it three times too. And in and, my and estimation, within the past a few months, I I saw it for the first time in years. And yeah, and so in my estimation, it always been one where I was like, really, like I like that movie, but I don't know that I hold it in that high esteem. I don't know what it was. I I I don't know. I turned it on this past week for the first time in a long time. Wow, wow, and I will say something. Watching, how do I say this? Watching Joaquin and the Master, and watching a lot of Joaquin lately for this podcast, we I, we were texting about this. He's randomly shown up in all these movies: Gladiator, Signs, Walk the Line, Walk the Line. Thank you. Yes, I didn't realize how much I liked him, <laughs> and it's a shame that he has an Oscar for Joker, really, a movie that I absolutely despise. You're like mad. You're like retroactively mad about Joker and taking it out on his performances that came before. It's like that. these are all so much better. <laughs> But he's he's amazing. He's just not always like it's not always a good time when you're watching him. That's so funny to me. The like the and I think people have talked about this. The master to me, it's like a comedy. It's like very funny. Yes, but he annoys me more than he makes me laugh in it. Sure, I I I laugh quite a bit when I watch it. I know you just watched it like within the past year. Watch it again. (laughs) No, I'm serious. Go in with the lens of like it's a comedy. All right, fair enough. Like I was laughing out loud. I like, was like, "This guy's a this guy's a hoot." Without question, I like uh, Boogie Nights, Magnolia. Well, maybe Magnolia. I need to rewatch that. One. There will be blood and Phantom Thread. I definitely like those all more than the Master. Which and this isn't. That's not a knock on the Master. Those of are like not. some of my favorite movies. Oh, on ever any given made. day, on any given day, those four are interchangeable. Probably. Yeah. And so I, I just have Phantom Thread as, or sorry, uh, the Master below those because I don't enjoy watching it as much as those others but I, I guess I, I need to I watch get, it again I know I, I, I 100% understand and it's hard for that. me because Philip Seymour Hoffman is literally my favorite actor God, he's or so good. besides Tom Cruise but speaking of Magnolia well Magnolia famously a movie that somehow despite hosting a movie podcast I watched for the first time last year <laughs> 
It's very long. God, it's so good. It's so good. Okay. All right, we got to keep moving That's on. That's enough here. about men. That's enough about men. All right, we're coming up on the uh, like the two movies that I think we need to discuss the most here. Yeah, so we should have a lot to do with men. Uh, Man of Steel. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Man of Steel in 2013. Uh, also in 2013, she's nominated for the first time in, in lead actress for American Hustle. That's correct. Now, this is one we both rewatched in the past day and a half. I watched it last night, yeah. I finished it last night. Um... <laughs> American Hustle is a fascinating movie. Where to begin? It's funny because I let's start with Amy because so we don't because yeah. we're gonna get sidetracked because this I know, movie's I ridiculous. Know, I know. But so Amy, Amy's nominated in lead. Uh, the other nominees that year, San, this this is a crazy year for Best Actress: Sandra Bullock in Gravity, Meryl Streep in August Osage County, Judy Dench in Philomena, and then your winner, Kate Blanchett. For Blue Jasmine, Kate Blanchett swept everything. She was never going to lose, and this happens again a lot. Like there, there are two things happening here simultaneously with Amy. She's in these big ensembles, American Hustle, no bigger ensemble where people are capital G, capital <laughs> F, capital I, going for it. One then, of the all-time we're all going for. But then movies. she also runs up against these buzzsaws, right? Like Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway, Melissa Leo, and then in 09, Penelope Cruz isn't really. But then like Rachel Vice and the Constant Gardener. Certainly these past three years, when you run up against Blanchett, Hathaway, Leo, right? Amy's not winning any of those. No, and right? she wasn't winning the previous ones either, even if they weren't necessarily the no. And, and part of it is because, you know, I doubt she's overshadowed by her co-stars. Well, so. Right. So here, so so in American Hustle, this is a movie that I remember seeing in theaters, I think on opening night, I saw it by myself. And I was really excited for it because this was sort of in the, the heyday of me being like, I like movies. Like, have you ever even heard of David or Russell? Probably not. <laughs> Despite the fact that he was like nominated for Best Director the year before. Uh, but it was like at the Arclight Hollywood. I, I like. I remember feeling really cool seeing it. You know, hundred oh, percent. Well, this movie just kind of had that buzz because he's uh-huh. we're coming off Silver Linings Playbook, which does very well at the Oscars, very well received. This is his next movie. It's an A plus 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 cast. The trailers come out. They're using. They're using like. Rolling Stones songs. They're yeah. clearly going for it. They're everybody looks hot as there's hell. There's a look to it, you know. Not Christian. Bradley Cooper apparently has a perm for some oh, reason. Sorry. I'm sorry. Not to go back to this, but I did say I had another point. Christian Bale wants what Walking Phoenix has. Go on. Oh. This is a thought. I had this thought when I was watching The Master. Wow. I was like, this is what Christian Bale thinks he's doing. Uh sorry. No, I think it's the opposite. And, no, disagree. And I like, Christian Bale is able to encompass all of his characters, but every time he's enjoyable. Whereas Joaquin is obnoxious sometimes. If Christian Bale was Joker, you would have liked it. Oh my! Well, th- no. If Joaquin was Dick Cheney, you would have hated it even more so. <laughs> Christian Bale is one of my favorite actors, and so like he, I like Christian Bale. I like Christian Bale. I'm I'm just saying it's he to me has that the the kind of whereas Joaquin can 
can drift out of the like I'm a movie star in a movie and almost become like too real to the point that it's off-putting. Whereas Christian Bale toes that line really well of like I'm like encompassing this character fully, but I'm still entertaining you as you're watching this movie. I think it came Boom. like I, watched... I just nailed that. Nailed it. Um, I, Perfect God, analysis. I'm so sorry to report I was not listening, but I watched the master the performance Joaquin's performance in the master is I need to sit with it even a little bit longer, but it's one of the best performances in movie history. Uh, I disagree. Uh and then I went from that to watch. I actually love Joaquin. I don't want to be. I don't want to like. Sure, we like both of these guys, but watching Joaquin and then watching Christian Bale in the Fighter, a performance that just. I I, I texted this dude, but it was like I don't know if I'm in a weird mood or something, but like this movie is just like not really sitting right with me right, right now. Like it wasn't, like Christian Bale just like goes for it in a way. Where. And it's funny to say this in a movie that we're dedicating to awards and Oscars. But sometimes I feel like I'm watching Christian Bale trying to win an Oscar. See, Whereas a, when I'm watching Joaquin... I, I, to me, it's the other way around. Mm. It's just the other... Uh, I, I feel the exact same way, just reverse the names. But I don't know if the, But I think... But legit. Like, I think... Like, Joaquin... Whatever. Remember when he got up? Remember when he won for Joker and he made a speech about like veganism or something? And I was like, I think I'm gonna start eating meat. <laughs> Let's bring this back to Amy because please, I know, please, God, I cannot believe I'm talking Amy about Amy is kind of the Christian Bale. Amy is kind of the Christian. I, don't know, I was just Bale. Tie, trying to tie that together. Whereas I think she's always entertaining, even when she's fully encompassing these in in nearly a method way. Really, my my point is. American Hustle, I think this is the oh, one. Yeah. I didn't really got around to what I was saying. It doesn't matter. This is the one where, <laughs> every, yes, everyone is going for it. But this is, to me, this is the Amy show. Okay. I think she's the standout in this movie. Disagree. Really? Really? You know who I think is the standout in this movie. The standout in this movie. Oh, no. And I'm, no. I am sorry. We don't need to spend time fighting about another woman, okay? <laughs> we don't need to be pitting women against each other, despite the fact that that's what this entire podcast episode is about, okay? The standout in American Hustle, and I actually won't hear any Jennifer Lawrence different. ruins the movie. I won't hear any different, actually. The standout in American Hustle is Rob no it's Jennifer Lawrence she stands out because she's in a different movie than everyone else and she makes the whole and thing it's a not better work movie. hey no, guess what it's not hey, better ding 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 it's a better movie oh look at me putting metal in the microwave cool that's the character no so movies aren't real life not do good. you know that it's not good Amy Adams explodes off the screen in American Hustle she's hot as hell she looks great oh wait that was the same thing back Back to back. She's hot as hell. She looks great. Her tits are huge. She's dipping oh, in and out of accents. I'm a man watching a movie. Oh, my God. She's dipping in and out of accents. She's playing the men off each other. She's using her sexuality and her smarts. It's great. I don't love her in this movie. Uh, I think she's I think she's good. I think she's very good. But it's not my favorite Amy Adams performance. I love it. 
Jennifer Lawrence, baby. <laughs> no, stop it. This movie in general, real quick, we just need to we need to talk about it for a minute because Well, you can because I don't I still don't understand a goddamn thing that happens. Alright. Here oh, that's what I was saying. So I went and saw this movie, right? I'm all excited. Oh my god, look at me. Arclight Hollywood? Oh my god. David Russell opening night. <laughs> Take a picture. I wonder if we were in the same showing. Because I was definitely there. Certainly wow. within the first two nights. Definitely at Arclight <gasps> Hollywood. Have you thought about if we were in the same movie <laughs> before we knew each other? This feels <gasps> like one of the best. Cry. This is definitely one of the best opportunities for that to have had happen. Definitely. But I remember seeing that movie. I'm trying to find my receipt in my email. Oh my god, I bet I could too. <gasps> what if we were next to each other? Hold on. Hang on. Searching American Hustle in my Gmail. That's what I just did too. Let's see. It would have been... Here it is. Arclight booking confirmation. <gasps> December 15th, 2013. Midnight showing. Oh, was not at that. I would never. December 15th at midnight. Wait, what? December what? 15th. What year? 2013. December 15th, 2013. I can't believe I didn't realize I saw the midnight showing. Oh, I don't have... Yeah, I don't have a receipt in here for it. I do know that on December 16th, 2013, I had an audition for a student film. So that tells you where I was in my life. This was for my birthday. What? Went to the uh, my. It was, this was. It came out a couple days after my birthday, and we went for my birthday. The midnight show. Yeah. This is fun looking back at old emails. It. No, I don't like this at all. This is making me feel really sick. I'm actually feeling really sick in my stomach. December thirteen, inside Lewin Davis, American Hustle, her, The Wolf of Wall Street, all came out. That's wow. Same, we're to run same month. I don't think I – yeah, I don't know. I think maybe back in those days, I, like, was not buying tickets online. Like, maybe I was just buying in the theater. <laughs> what are you? In the Stone Ages? That's not very nice. Just, what did I'm I say scrolling. December? I searched Arclight. What am I doing? Anyway, we so, were – Okay, so I didn't see it opening. This was, like, a – it was Saturday night at midnight. Why the fuck would you do that? I don't know. To be young. Well, to be young. Why not? Fun times. So we weren't the same theater, thank God. Um, <laughs> Sorry, got a little sidetracked there. So Amy loses... Oh, so American Hustle. <laughs> this movie, everybody in this movie, everybody involved in this movie, every part of this movie, they all think that they were making Goodfellas. Yeah. They think they're making... They were like... Guys, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but this is one of the greatest movies ever made. And they all, that's the mindset for all of them. Sure, yeah. And the movie through one hour and five minutes is outstanding. Okay. It makes sense. The plot is moving along. The characters are great, and they're not too over the top, even though they're kind of over the top. There's the great scene where Amy Adams is trying on all the clothes in the in the uh, the dry cleaners dry that cleaners. Christian Bale has, and they're they're 
going into the thing where the clothes are moving around them. That's fun. I cool. can take a nap in there. Good times. Uh, an hour and five minutes into the movie, Jennifer Lawrence lights the microwave on fire, and it's kind of all downhill from there. Could not disagree more. Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Lopez. Always uh, no. on the brain, baby. Jennifer Lopez as the Jennifer Lawrence character in American Hustle. Now we're talking. Jennifer Lopez as the Amy Adams character. Ooh, which characters would Jennifer Lopez have done better than Amy Adams? Well, doubt. <laughs> Junebug. Oh, maybe. Uh, yeah. Enchanted? <laughs> maybe. So, uh, American Hustle, in my estimation, a bit of a mess of a movie, but a movie it that is. the Oscars really respond to. Picture, director, big time performances, actor, actress, supporting actress. Supporting actor. Supporting actor. The scene where um, also Louis C.K. prominently featured. Yeah. Is a, great. There's, there's a great it. scene where, where Bradley Cooper is thinks he has uh, just pulled off like an amazing – Bradley Cooper is like an FBI agent or something like that. And so sure. they're going undercover and blah, blah, blah. He, he thinks he has on tape – someone admitting to a crime and so he's back in the fbi offices celebrating and louis ck was kind of uh off in the corner jerking off <laughs> well probably but he was the one like doubting this whole operation and so bradley cooper is kind of like punching him and like beating him up and rubbing in that they just won this and then bradley cooper does this great moment where he, he sits on the couch and starts imitating louis ck <laughs> And then he starts cat like over the top, like Ray Liotta in Goodfellas, laughing for a yes. moment. And then he goes back and starts imitating him again. It's great. It's just, it might be that that exact like ten seconds might be peak Bradley Cooper. Wow. Okay. Peak Bradley Cooper. Probably the Hangover. What? He's he's great in the Hangover. <laughs> the Hangover. He's he's fantastic. You're bringing up Justin Bartha. I'm bringing up Jennifer <laughs> Lopez. Should we talk Geely again? <laughs> oh no. Um, so American Hustle, the movie kind of falls apart. Certainly by the end, it really falls apart. Yeah. So here we are with but the Amy movie. Adams, I think is great. And is a justified best actress nominee here. Sure. But she's again, so we're zero for five, right? And it doesn't feel like she's been particularly close. I would have gone with Sandra Bullock and gravity myself. Oh, Kate is so good in blue Jasmine. No, I mean, some of us don't uh, support Woody Allen movies. Here we go. This should be good. You literally jerk off to Woody Allen photos every day when you get up. Uh, so that's that's through five of her six nominations. Mm -hmm. So here we go. So let's speed through the last one because... Can we, please? Yeah. Because... I don't want to talk about Vice. You don't want to talk about Vice. I don't want to talk about Vice. I remember going, wow, Christian Bale. He seemed just like Dick Do you remember like who you Dick saw Cheney. Vice with? You? Correct. I remember walking out. Arclight Culver City, R.I.P., I remember we had a long walk after. We just had to really, like, take it in. Maybe we were just walking back to your apartment. But I feel like we, like, had a long walk where, like, I think we were both pretty excited for that movie for some weird reason. Right. And then I think we had this walk after where we were like, well, I, I mean, you know, well, uh, <laughs> well, I didn't really like it. Well, it was coming off, of, like, the big short I think we both really liked. No, I like the big I short. Like, I like the I, 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 I like the big short. And so Vice, another movie where people are going for it. 
they're always going mostly for the it. Th- this is more of a case of the movie itself and the director are going for it sure so amy is nominated again supporting for playing lynn cheney Oh, my God. America's Sweetheart. Everybody loves Lynn Cheney. Uh, the other nominees that year, Marina D. Tavira for Roma. Uh, then your two favorite girls, Emma Stone and the aforementioned Rachel Weisz. Uh, and then she loses to Regina King for Feel Streak of Talk, a performance that I love in the movie that I love. Underrated movie. So good. Um, and again, it's sort of this, it's this thing where... Amy was sort of nominated all season, right? But was never really a threat to win anywhere. And also, a fun, weird little fact that I almost kind of forgot about, despite the fact that it just happened a few years ago. Regina won the Oscar, was snubbed at SAG. I will give you $10 if you can tell me who won the Best Supporting Actress Award at the Screen Actors Guild Awards that year. Best Supporting Actor at SAG actress we do call actresses actors but for these purposes i don't see i don't see gender but the care but the category they're all actors to me the category is called best supporting actress that's what we call it for these purposes um i mean clearly i'm not gonna get it based on is it someone from roma emily blunt for a quiet place oh which is a really fun win it's a great performance oh she's she's great in it but like yeah, Regina not nominated, and Emily Blunt, who was not nominated for the Oscar. Well, Emily Blunt never in, been nominated for know, an Oscar. Comes in and wins the SAG. Anyway, here we go. Emily, I'm sorry, Amy. I mean, the fact that I can't remember her name maybe speaks to the problem here. But she's over for six, and here's the big takeaway from all of these six, right? She's never really even been close. And she's never Glenn really... Close. <laughs> okay. Um. Yes. Which leads me to a little wrinkle in this thing, right? I mean, she's been close, but just not close. I close. I don't think she's ever been. She's sec- been Glenn Close. She's just not been. I think the only year that you can make an argument that she was even second was probably. For Junebug. And I don't even think she really was then. That, I think, is the closest that she was. Like, you can look at the fighter year, right? Where Melissa Leo won. Right. She was around that entire year. That's a move they really liked. But, I don't know. Were co-stars one and two? I'm not quite sure. What year is... Okay, so we got to talk about... Another movie that we both well, that's watched. What, that's what I'm just about to say. This is I all think... leading to the one real chance that I feel like she had. But and also, then, yes, sorry. In a, kind of inexplicably, she isn't even nominated. But here's what's interesting about Amy Adams. So the movie we're talking about. Her eyes. The movie we're talking about is Arrival. A movie that. She was essentially stumped for, right? So that year, she was nominated at BAFTA, Critics' Choice, Globes, and SAG. Uh, But then the nominees for Best Actress that year, Emma Stone, who won for La La Land, Isabel Huppert for... uh, L. L, thank you, Jesus. Uh, Ruth Negga for Loving, Natalie Portman for Jackie, and Meryl Streep for Florence Foster Jenkins. Here's... (laughs) We have one obvious replacement here. I'm sorry... 
we didn't need to nominate Meryl for the 800th time for Florence Foster Jenkins. Truly insane that she was nominated here and not Amy Adams in so Arrival. So all these five. But I digress. But what makes me. But this is a loaded category. It is. But what makes me upset about this is that Arrival of any of the movies that we've talked about, certainly of the six movies she was nominated for, this is her Her movie. movie. 1,000%. She is the lead in Arrival. Yes. She's not the lead in American Hustle. Right. Despite the fact that she's nominated for lead actress. This is her movie. This is her performance. And she's snubbed. And the movie is awesome. It's And so it works good. almost entirely because she's great. And it's a movie that they liked. It's nominated for picture, director, screenplay, a bunch of tech categories. And she still doesn't crack it. And it just makes me wonder. There's this narrative, right? And that's sort of why we're doing the podcast. About the like, what's your favorite Amy Adams performance? She's 0 for 6 at the Oscars. And at a certain point... That does become the narrative of your career, however unfair that is, right? And here we are talking about it. But, like, you can make the case that she's snubbed for Arrival, right? Right. So, essentially, that's almost an 0 for 7. And then last year for Hillbilly Elegy, a movie we don't, I I truly cannot (laughs) even discuss, she was probably 6th or 7th. So, she's on the cusp there. So... This narrative that's constructed around here is really interesting. And then it just, it's such a bummer that for a rival, this movie where it really is all about her, as we're saying, she doesn't even get in. It's like, what's going on? Well, what's weird about a rival compared to some of these other ones is she's unquestionably the, the lead and the focus of the movie. But it's kind of a muted performance. Yeah, it is. In a way that that American Hustle certainly is not. Yeah. In a way, maybe the doubt is. It's a lot of like, you know, she has powerful moments, but it's a lot of contemplating. It's a lot of. Yeah. uh, And I kind of jokingly mentioned Amy's eyes before. Mm. I think it's she's one of the best eye actors. They had a category for that. Best eye acting. She's incredible at it. Bad category for I literally size. think this is why... Might be six for six. I think this is why she's such a star, is that her eyes are phenomenally expressive. Can I ask something? Yeah, go ahead. Is she a star? Yes. She's not a, you know, kind of box office draw star the way that there are hardly any of sure. anymore. Yeah. But she's a star in the way that she's a star in the way that Joaquin Phoenix is a star, where they're phenomenal performers, uh, renowned, critically acclaimed, dive into the roles. Everybody Joker thinks made they're great. Joker billion dollars. Won him the Oscar. Well, if it was Joquette and it was Amy Adams. Joquette. <laughs> Joquette. Joquette. Yeah. <laughs> if it was Joquette, it would have made that much money too. Sure, okay. Look, it's not Amy Adams' fault that there's no female Joker. She was she's Great Lois point. Lane. Yeah, she is. She Lois gets stuck Lane. with Lois Lane instead That's of the ex- Joker. And isn't that isn't that exactly what we're talking about? It is indeed. Man. But I'm not kidding about her eyes, and they're the most maybe the most expressive 
eyes in in current she's number one in the most expressive eyes in the current acting power rankings i can't say all time on the list can't say all time because who else is on the list i mean betty davis of course but you know r.i.p a whole song song written about her eyes (laughs) exactly but that that was why i couldn't say of all time but got it like that's why she's so good in doubt brave that you're a man saying that you're looking to woman's eyes. I think that's really brave and really that's really something to commend. What are you trying to say? I think you're making a show out of like I'm looking at her, I'm I'm looking at her eyes. I'm, I'm not, not making looking, a show. I'm she, not, I'm looking at her eyes. First I'm of all, not looking anywhere else. I'm looking at her eyes. <laughs> first of all, her eyes are stunning. You've made that clear. Very attractive. But it's I'm talking about the expression and the in the oh, the emoting via her eyes the way oh, yeah. that you know we talk about how she's she's getting kind of overwhelmed by these showy performances at times but she's still getting nominated you know why because her eyes let me guess her eyes it's because of her eyes uh-huh she can just look i'm not disagreeing with you give you a reaction shot that boom is is exactly what you need and that's what sh- arrival is all about is mm-hmm. those those types of re- i mean she's reacting to fucking cgi aliens or whatever the hell yeah yeah. behind the giant glass thing or why did the aliens have a big glass thing that's they separated the toxins it was probably the toxins oh right it was an atmosphere thing i think they actually explained that anyway arrival is great i understood it amy adams should have been nominated for arrival yeah totally agree uh sorry meryl you're getting the boot bye meryl now, should, Don't let the should hit she have the way out, Florence? Should she have won? Uh, I think she's right on par with the kind of, with the Emma Stone that year. I think Emma Stone is great in La La Land. Yeah, I speaking know. of eyes, Emma Stone. In La La oh, Land. sure, yeah, she has great eyes. She does. What is with you and eyes? What is with you and not eyes? I've never noticed eyes in my life. What is wrong with you? I've never noticed. Well, I famously don't know the color of my eyes. I can't see them. I think they change. Depending on my mood. Before we wrap this up, we've we've discussed the six movies, plus Mm -hmm. a few that she maybe could have been or should have been nominated for. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Now let's do a brief breakdown of Amy's contemporaries and see where she kind of stands. Because we've hinted around it. We've talked about only 25 People have been nominated more times than her. Only a few people have been nominated as many times as she has without winning. Let's look at since the year 2000. Ugh, wasn't even born. Here are the actresses with the most nominations that are that you could theoretically consider. Since two, okay, so you've done this all on your own, so yeah. I don't know what, what's happening. So this is in the past so, 20-ish years. Got it. Uh, the These are – I'm just looking at like – where does Amy stand among her contemporaries? It's a great question. just it's a great question. In the current actress kind of power rank, who's had the best 20 year run? Because six wow. nominations in 20 years is crazy. And it's less than 20 years because the first one was only 16 years ago, but whatever. So here's here's the list um and this is sorted by the most times they've been nominated entirely, not just in the last 20 years, but whatever. Uh so Meryl Streep in the last 20 years has been nominated 10 times. She's won once for The Iron Lady. Uh, now Meryl it's, it's kind of weird to call Meryl who's 72 years old Amy's contemporary who, Amy's 47 but whatever 
Glenn Close, 74 years old, uh, has been nominated she rest three in times in the last 20 years. Yeah. You're thinking of... Um, Glenn Close. No, you're thinking of... Uh, what's her name? <laughs> <laughs> Who are we talking about? I can't remember. Damn it. Well, she's unfortunately passed. Yeah, she died in 2007. Do you think about how many people are dead? <laughs> Most of them. Most people are dead. Uh, actually, is that true? Are most people dead? I would say so. How many people have ever lived? A million? I think it's actually... There's, there's a higher percentage alive now than you would think. Considering how long humans have been alive. Because the population keeps growing at such a high so rate. So humans came around in what? The 1800s? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Alright, so... I said Glenn Close. Nominated three times in the past 20 years. Kate Blanchett, 52 years old, five years older than, than Amy Adams, yeah. nominated five times in this stretch with two wins, uh, The Aviator and Blue Jasmine. Aviator. Also, this doesn't count, but she was also nominated in 99. You know, it was close to the, my cutoff date, oh, so sure. I wanted to mention it. Judy Dench, who's 86 years old, not exactly contemporary, <laughs> but I'll say. five nominations in this stretch. Kate Winslet, clearly a contemporary, 52 years old, five nominations, one win for the reader. Hey, where's your water? Where's the water? Francis McDormand, uh, 64 years old, four nominations, two wins in this stretch. She also won, of course, in the 90s for Fargo. Uh, Julianne Moore, 60 years old, four nominations in this stretch, one win for Still Alice. Renee Zellweger, 52 years old, four nominations, two wins, uh, Cold Mountain and Judy. Viola Davis, 56 years old, four nominations, including one win. Jennifer Lawrence, only 31 years old, four nominations, one win, one win for Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. Nicole Kidman. Oh, God uh, 54 bless years old, only seven. Amy Adams is like sneaky older than you think. Yeah, well, she looks incredible. Nicole Kidman's 54 years old, only seven years older than Amy well, Adams. Nicole also looks incredible. Four All these women look incredible. Four nominations, one win for The Hours. Helen Mirren, 76 years old, three nominations, one win for The Queen. Julie Roberts, 53 years old, two nominations, one win for Aaron Brockovich. Uh, Saoirse Ronan, only 27 years old, been nominated four times, has not won. Michelle Williams, 40 years old, four nominations, no wins. Laura Dern, 54, two nominations, one win for Marriage Story. Natalie Portman, clearly contemporary yep. of Amy, three nominations, one win for Black Swan. Uh, Octavia Spencer, 51 years old, three nominations, one win. Emma Stone, 32 years old, three nominations, one win. Charlize Theron, 46, almost the same age as Amy. You say Theron. Theron? I say Theron. Theron? I say Theron sometimes, too. Oh, okay. Well. Uh, three nominations, one win. Uh, Hillary Swank, 47 years old, two nominations, two wins. Now, that's what we call batting a 1,000. Penelope Cruz, also 47, so actual contemporary. Same, same year. Uh, three nominations, one win. Sandra Bullock, 57 years old, two nominations, one win. Uh, Anne Hathaway, 38, two nominations, one win. Marion Cotillard, 45, two nominations, one win. Uh, I should have made you and say Scarlett how Johansson, many and then list off what they were nominated six, for. two nominations. A couple others in there. Carrie Mulligan, two nominations. She's 36. Yeah. Margot Robbie, two nominations. She's 31. So where does Amy Adams stand among her contemporaries? It's a, it's a really interesting question. Because it's an odd thing 
that it does kind of feel like not winning an Oscar is hanging over her head, which I think is maybe un- to some people, but not to me. Okay, well, certainly it is to you, Mister. I made my list. <laughs> I think Amy Adams. I'm not ready to say she's my favorite on the whole list, but she cannot listen. I, I, I don't. I, I don't even. It, it's, it's a great question because she's I so don't know. Good. She's so good in everything. Every one of these movies that I listed, if you took. Here's the thing. This is not true. If you took what you're it, about to say is not true. Yes, it is. If you take the catalog of movies that Amy Adams has been in, oh, I, I will thought put, you were saying something else. I will put that up against. But that's not what any we're talking about. Of her contemporaries, but that's not their the catalog conversation. of movies. So and here's, I will take her performances in those movies and also put them up against anyone's. Here's really, I think, the nugget of what we're talking about. Why hasn't Amy Adams? Because you can look at like, God, who who's on your list? We've talked about. Uh, let's say, uh, let's say a Hillary Swank, for instance. Sure. Who I think most people would say, Amy Adams is a better actress than Hillary Swank. Certainly, in a, in a vacuum. But she's why had a doesn't Amy? Ad- why hasn't Amy Adams really had those singular acting vehicles? that put her in position to win an Oscar. Because we're talking about a rival, that's not it. What why doesn't right. and, and and the simple answer to this might be she doesn't want to do those. I don't know. I mean, we're talking about her it's like, oh poor Amy, like, you know, I wish she could get the role in million dollar baby instead. I wish she could get the role in uh La La Land instead. I wish she could get the role in uh, you know, whatever else it is. Instead, maybe she could have. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. She seems to make pretty deliberate choices. Yes, and hence my argument that her her catalog, of course, is full of phenomenal movies. Yeah. Now, uh, here's here's a fun little exercise. Here are the exercise? best exercise. I don't like it. Here are the best actress winners. And what happens to the movie if we swap Amy in for, oh boy. for, for okay. the winner? This, this, is, this will be interesting. Frances McDormand, Nomadland. Does no. Amy Adams work? Get, no. Obviously. Doesn't work, gets worse. Uh, Rennell Zellweger. Rennell. 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 Renee Zellweger for Judy. Renee is actually a very interesting Amy comparison in the sense of so you look at Cold Mountain, you look at Chicago, you look at Judy. These movies where Renee has been a big Oscar player for and has, you know, won uh, in a couple instances. Uh, it's like, would you rather be in Judy and have an Oscar? No way. Or would you rather be in The Master? This is the this is like, you know, in in sports arguments. You call it like the rings culture where everyone is obsessed with the championships. Never heard of it. It's like, well, this player has actually won four championships, so he's better than this person. Oh, sure. Clearly better who's only won one. Of course. Right. So I do think it is – I think it's a distinction to make that like us talking about Amy and her Oscars – Or lack thereof. Or Well, yeah, of course. 
Uh, could she have been Judy Garland? No. No. Could she no. have been Sorry. She Queen have been. Anne in the favorite, Olivia Coleman? No. Uh, three billboards? She, she could have been uh, Francis in that? I think she could kind of have done that. I don't think that movie entirely works I anyway. It that. doesn't quite work like with that. Amy and either. I don't but like that movie. So could I, she have been Emma Stone in La La Land? I say yes. Pretty unquestionably she could have done that. She's obviously older than Emma Stone, so that doesn't work in that sense. See, that's the But thing. I think she could have nailed that role if she was at that age. But that's not but that's not that's not what we're talking about. It has to be at that time. Could she have been Brie Larson in Room? Yes. Yes. Could she have been Julianne Moore and still Alice? No. Yes. No. Oh, I think she could. No. Yes, 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 yes. No. Yes. I don't want – no, because then – Kate Blanchett, re- Blue Jasmine. Re- no. Yes. No. Sorry, no. Retroactively, we're not taking away Julianne Moore's Oscar. That's I'm not some, trying to take them away. That's something we're not that's doing. That's not what I'm trying to do here. I'm just saying if you plugged her into these roles, I think she kills them, some of them. Not as good as Julianne or Kate. What's next? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Silver Linings Playbook. No. Yes. No. No. Sorry. This isn't me like uh, loving. Actually, you know, you know, I'll give you that one. That, no. There's no she, she way. Work Jennifer there. was. It, that was it. Meryl Streep, The Iron Lady. <laughs> <laughs> no. Amy, stay away. Uh, here's one I think she she nails. Uh, Natalie Portman in Black Swan. Ooh, that's a fun one. It's pretty good. Natalie is great They're about the in same that age. movie. Obviously, Natalie is fantastic. But I think she could have killed that. I agree. Oh God, Sandra Bullock in The Blind Side. Oh boy, Amy, once again, please. Amy, Amy could have run. Done, she could have done that pretty unquestionably. Yeah, guess what, Kyle? Anybody could have. Kate Winslet in The Reader. I never saw it. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, she could have done The Reader for sure. Marion Cotillard in La Vie and Rose. No. Helen Mirren in The Queen. <laughs> yes. Sign uh, her up. Reese Witherspoon walked the line. I say yes. Wow, great question. You know. This is actually before – this is like right as Amy was be kind of becoming a a star. So she's – The answer is – She wasn't a star enough to get this role yet, but I think right. she could have been great at it. The answer is yes, but Reese is – God, I hate – like perfect? Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And walk the line? Could Amy have done it? Yes. Uh, we'll just do a couple more here. Hillary Swank, Million Dollar Baby – I think, uh, I think so. If, yeah, I think so. You know, not in 2004, but a few years later when she was a little bit older, she certainly could have. Here's here's the type of role that she's never done. And, you know, I guess not too many actresses have, but Charlize in Monster. This is the no. type This is the type of thing that Amy has never tried to do, and I'd be uh-huh. interested to see if she could, would and could do it. Mon- like Charlize in Monster <laughs> – it, it just feels like such a singular thing that it's hard to picture anybody else doing it. Amy certainly can tackle something like that, which I think brings us like to uh, the question that we've been circling around here that can bring us home. What does Amy need to do to win? Not that that's her goal in life. It should be. It should be. She needs to be waking up every morning and thinking, what am I doing to win an Oscar today? And if she's not, sorry, girly. Sorry, girly. Don't know the stuff. Don't know the stuff, girly. It is. It feels like she needs the right supporting role where it's not filled with other 
where, where she's sort like, of the definition she, of supporting. But she's go on. the focused supporting role. Sure, she, it's not a huge um, ensemble. Yeah, it's not a it's not a big ensemble. Look at where me everyone, knowing a word. Wow, wow, wow. But you know, maybe she just needs to play like a serial killer or a, a supporting serial killer. Yeah, that happens all the time. Who? No Country for Old Men. She can Ooh. play Harvey Bardem. It's a role. It's a great point. Or I was gonna say alcoholic, but she did that in Sharp Objects, and she did that in Hillbilly Elegy too. <laughs> oh, God. She's she's leaning into it, but I think oh god, and th- this takes us down a dark path. But we're talking about sort of her contemporaries and where she is. She's about to be fifty years old, and I hate to say it, I hate to break it to you, but Hollywood isn't real kind to actresses as they get older. Well, I did rattle off a few, you know, the Merrills, the the there's. Okay, there's there are a Judy few. Dench, oh. the Glenn Close. They're all at least in the Glenn mid-70s. has not won, and she is a hundred. Well, she's gotten nominated a lot. I'm saying. sure, sure. She's not a hundred. She's seventy-two. Once you're over seventy, you're a hundred. So Amy has twenty-three more years to. Let's end it with this. I want you to look at me in my eyes. No, we're gonna count down for five. I'm not doing this. Look at me in my eyes. I don't like it. Please. No, I'm looking away. Look at me in my eyes. Right, we're going to count down from five after we ask this question. We're going to answer it together. Okay. Will Amy Adams ever win an Oscar? Five, four, three, two, one. Yes. yes. Oh, yes! congratulations, Amy. Amy, you did it. And if you don't win an Oscar... This is as good as it gets, baby. You may not win an Oscar, but you certainly get the stamp of Popcorn Boy approval that you will win an Oscar, which really just as good. And some would say that is just as good. Wow. If Helen Hunt has an Oscar, why doesn't Amy Adams? Twister is a great movie. Of course. What did Helen Hunt win for? As good as it gets. A phrase I just said. Amy could could have done that role. Oh. Of course. She should have won for Nocturnal Animals. Oh, we don't have time to get into that. We do not have time to get into Nocturnal Animals. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. Amy, listen. I love you. I know you're listening. You're a fan. I appreciate that, sister. Uh, We're going to find the right role for you. Okay? We're going to find it. And until then, I support you in everything you do. Congratulations on your marriage and your family. And uh, best of luck to you moving forward, girl. We got your back. Keep on keeping on. Just keep doing your thing, Amy. Don't let him don't let him dissuade you. You've Me? got a great film catalog here. As I've rattled off. Great catalog. One of the best catalogs of any actress in the past twenty years. I'm not disagreeing Congratulations. with Congratulations. Good night and good luck. <laughs> Ooh, she oh she would have won for that. As Edward R. Morrow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good night. Bye. And good luck.